I'm Alana Bowman. I'm Sam Michael. And welcome today. <laughs> We're going to talk about chapter four. A of, new, oh, sorry. I was just going to say of this book. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. So, Continue. <laughs> the chapter title, a new focus on friendships. I feel like we've been focused on friendships. I too feel like we've been focused on friendships. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna have a new focus. We're gonna have a new one. A new one, but it's still the same one. Because <laughs> it's the, still friendships. Yeah, it's still friendships. But maybe yeah. we're gonna look at it in a new light. Maybe that's what's gonna happen. I love how you're saying maybe that's gonna happen and we already read it, so we we know exactly what happens. <laughs> You're right. I totally, I totally read this whole chapter. Right, we totally read this whole book. <laughs> we can't even count. Okay. Anywho, um, you know it's a Monday, so OT. just let it be. <laughs> let it be. Let it be. Okay. So I really like the beginning of this chapter just by the quote that mm, she uses, right? Which I'm going to read. Much better than the last chapter's quote. Honestly, the quotes got better as the chapters went on. Like the beginning chapter quotes were like cool, but like mm. as they went on, it was like, ooh, I relate harder to this. I disagree. Ooh. I liked <laughs> the earlier. Uh, well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> what do you it's mean? not like I've read the book or anything. I'm so weak. Okay, in me who, um, I'm going to read it for those of you who are just listening along with us and not actually reading the book, which is totally okay. We accept that around here at this book club. We're the, we're the best book club. The best. No judgment zone. Literally. Okay, so it says, I don't know what I would have done so many times in my life if I hadn't had my girlfriends. They have literally gotten me up out of bed, taken my clothes off, put me in the shower, dressed me, said, hey, you can do this, put my high heels on, and pushed me out the door. And that quote was from our girl, Reese Witherspoon, actress and producer, which honestly, literally in my notes, I wrote Reese Witherspoon's quote, relatable. Mm, <laughs> right. Like this has happened, oh, Simba. That's said, Simba again. Simba said... She well-read featuring Simba. <laughs> Simba said, I too can relate. He... You know what? Maybe he can relate. Maybe he can. Maybe he's had a bad day too. Maybe. Wait. And his friends... Day? Oh, oh, you're talking about the quote. Simba. <laughs> right. Right. Obviously, she must have had a bad day. Maybe. Or maybe she's having a rough day. Same thing. Reese, want to reach out? Tell us what kind of day you're having when you made this quote. Yeah, how are you really feeling when you how wrote are you this? Really, we should definitely tag her when we post this. Maybe she'll respond. I would actually cry if she did. She's um, she's an iconic lady. She is quite iconic. Mm. Uh, did you hear about? Okay, so sidebar. There's a new show coming out on Hulu called fires everywhere i think that's what it's called no I'm not and it's inspired by a book that i put on our book list to read but i took it off because i found out it's coming on hulu and i'm definitely one of those people like i'd rather watch it than read about it if um, it's already gonna come out and i can watch it but i'm so i'm not one of those people and that's okay so i feel like we should read it <laughs> she's like so, but i mean like here's the thing it's gonna come out in the next couple of months and then mm -hmm. i'm gonna be watching it and then if I read it, I'm going to be like, well, I already watched this. And then like, if the book is better than what I'm watching, I'm going to be upset. Why don't we, why don't we go ahead and read it before the show comes out? Because I already returned it back to Amazon. 
You gave up that fast. <laughs> I mean, you said, oh, they're already going to do the work for me? I really did. I I will shamelessly say I already did. Okay. Well, you know what? This is just another example of I'm not going to judge Alana because it's a judgment-free zone. <laughs> Even though if you could look at her right now, you could tell she's silently judging me. That's not true. <laughs> is it? Anyway... I'm filtering myself. I'm so weak. Oh my god, Simba is. Uh, oh, there's people Simba. walking by. That's fine. Simba. Simba is our protector, honestly. He does. I feel a lot safer when Simba's around. Also, if, for those of you who don't know, if you're tuning into this episode for the first time, listening to our show, Simba uh, is. <laughs> Simba is one of Samra's many animals. Well, technically, Simba's not mine. I mean, technically, but he lives with you. He's right. a roommate of yours. Right. Simba is my roommate's dog. But we love him all the same. Yes, Simba is um, the goodest boy. I'm weak. All right, back to the book. (laughs) Where were we? Where were we? Well, I remember, so my first note was about, I said independence before marriage. Yes. I feel like that was a huge thing in this chapter, really talking about how you kind of, we kind of work ourselves up to marriage like even starting at a young age like mm-hmm. she talks about her friend who had this scrapbook in her car when they were like super young and it's like oh these are all of the things like I want at my wedding like and not gonna lie that I don't have a Pinterest already ready for my future wedding that you know me too I want to happen I someday can't. like <laughs> like I can't not acknowledge that right um in case people start following me on pinterest and it's like well you have a wedding pinterest board it's like yes yes i do my wedding pinterest board name is gross that's what i've called it (laughs) because even though i may think of it as gross like i still want to plan it right like you still want it (laughs) like i'm still gonna be there for you helping you plan every step of the way and you're gonna be super upset the whole time but loving it all the same oh of course (laughs) like i can already see how this is gonna go um yeah yeah um, but anyway, establishing that independence before um, marriage, like it was kind of like she was talking about, which I've seen a lot, like you kind of put like, you know, sometimes women put their lives leading up to marriage. Like they think like their lives stop. I feel like as when we were growing up, like it was like, okay, I want to accomplish X, Y, and Z before I get married because once I get married like almost like the world's gonna end when like in reality not so much like your dreams don't die once you get married like you can still accomplish so much once you get married and I feel like it's kind of a lost thought that we have like oh my gosh I'm gonna be married and have kids I'm not gonna have time for these things which yes your time might be more limited Mm. but if you're really passionate about something like you're not gonna let that die just because marriage is not a death sentence yes right it would be totally toxic and unhealthy if when you got married or were in a relationship that was serious like that that all of your you know passions and interests before that point just disappeared yeah, I think, and it'd be honestly really sad, like, like with this show, like, I hope that we can continue on and, like, continue making episodes and, like, continue reading these books and, like, building this community, and I would hate for one of us to, like, I don't know, get engaged or something, and then this all fall to pieces, like, I, I don't want that to happen, like, I want this to be, like, a lifetime thing, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to give it this up just because I'm getting married or having kids or something, like, Yes, we might have to adjust and compromise to our new lives, but 
I feel like we can still keep this up. You know what I mean? I People agree. do it every day. I agree. Celebrities do it all the time. Look at Kim K. I don't. Look at literally the whole <laughs> Kardashian clan. Yeah, they uh, they keep it moving. Right. They market off of literally life events. Have a baby, start a baby clothing line. Right. Get married, have a whole wedding episode. They profit off their uh, lives, literally just living. Which, right? Honestly, I love to see it. Yeah, I'm definitely. It gives me so much hope. I'm not a hater. I, I'm not. I, uh, I um, can't be anything but proud of what they've done. Right. Remember when we used to have Kardashian Sundays? We did. TBT. We uh, should bring that back. I mean, we would just play on our phones and talk the whole time. <laughs> Literally, and all like every now and then, like hear something that they said and we thought was funny, and then talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in it for the outfits because you know I love I love the clothes. Yeah, I was in it for the comedy. <laughs> for Scott Disick. Literally Lord Disick. Oh, he Literally was great. some of the funniest things come from that show. Oh it's so gosh. funny. I was watching it yesterday actually. And really? I never do that. I don't either. I've been really bored lately. I feel that. I watched Sex in the City Marathon this weekend. It was great. Which part? It, no, it was like all they played, like was from episode one up until the first movie. Oh. And then they played oh, the first they, movie. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Wow. You love to see it. You do. I mean, I didn't watch every single episode, but the ones that I did catch, I was like, ah, ha, ha. Did you feel like a confirmed Carrie slash Miranda? Yes. Now that you've thought it, thought it through? Yes. Confirmed Carrie confirmed? slash Miranda. Okay. I think we we're, we did a pretty good analysis of ourselves. Yeah. I feel like I also have a sprinkle of Charlotte. Wait, I think you were the Carrie slash Miranda, and I was the Charlotte slash Miranda. Oh, did I get that confused? Yeah, but that's okay. Totally, totally. It's All fine. the C, the C names. Yeah, the C names. It's fine. Okay, great, 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 great. Yeah. Okay, back to this. <laughs> A new focus on friendship. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, basically overarching theme because I really I, in this book I really enjoyed how she opened us opened up to us about like what she went through and like her own real life personal experiences I mm-hmm. felt like made the book so much more relatable yeah and like that I could connect to her more and like I loved how in the chapters it kind of flowed like all of those different relationships and things that she was talking about because like mm-hmm. she talked about this boyfriend that she had in college in chapter three and now we're seeing in chapter four like they were together for like so long and then like he asked for her to marry him and she's like yeah, I thought that was great. She yeah. says not yet to her she boyfriend. She was literally so vulnerable. A hundred percent. And you're right. She's taken us on a, a little journey mm-hmm. through her life. Right. Now as we're like wrapping up these episodes, I'm like, wow, what a journey we've been on with Kayleen. <laughs> I feel like I know I know this man. Right. I know this man. Mm-hmm. I do know this man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there has to be in my opinion, there has to be a balance in the relationship. Again, I'm not an expert, but from what I can see and what I feel. A balance between what? Like giving each other room to grow because she uh, talks about how they grew apart. Right. And they were long distance. And they also. were long distance. And like, yes, they tried their best to kind of grow together still, like visiting each other and all that good stuff. But like, mm-hmm. you really have to nurture those relationships because even if you are growing together, now it's the question of whether that's you grew together or not. Like it's a whole separate thing. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we both grew in our individual spaces, but did we truly grow together to still be in a relationship? Yeah. 
time can like it can bring you closer but it can also pull you in different directions right and i feel like just because you've been in a relationship for 10 years doesn't mean you absolutely have to make it work Mm. I feel like so many people are like, oh, but that's so much wasted time. And it's like, I know that's like a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, okay, but are you going to waste even more time being in a relationship (laughs) that's going nowhere? Well, I mean, you just hit it on the, no, you hit it on the nail, but it's hard when you're in it. It just seems like, are you kidding? Like, really? I'm going to just like trash whatever just happened for the past how many months how many years like was it all for nothing right exactly. and that's hard to let go of it is but that's why you have your friends to support you through the right. there's actually a quote somewhere in this chapter where it says like you know these re- relationships come and go i guess i think boys mm-hmm. is what she said yeah um but her friends have always been the constant so right, right. you're right you're right. That's why we're, That's why we're focusing here. on these friendships. Yeah, and I do feel, <laughs> I do feel like there was a new focus on friendships in specifically this chapter because she talks a lot about growing in your friendships and how these friendships, like these relationships, should hold the same weight as mm. other types of relationships. Like you still have to treat it as a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really liked. I liked the way she focused on friendship in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Like she, it's a real deep dive. She got over her fear of women or all of like the preconceived notions she had about friendship. I feel like she finally figured it out. We're about halfway through the book. Um, Right, this journey. And yeah, it's like a pivotal moment in her life. And she's really strengthening her female friendships. Mm -hmm. For sure. And then also I wrote a note about um, finding friends after college. Like, it's not as hard as it may seem. It can happen, like, naturally through different functions you go to. I know we meet people all the time at different things that we go to. Um, But, you know, like, or even a friend of a friend. Mm. Like, someone else that you made a friend through. Like, I've had that happen plenty of times. I made a friend through a friend. Right. And I feel like it's just all about how you go about it. Because... You know, as recent grads, we can attest to how hard it is to adjust to life after college. Mm-hmm. Not fun. It's, it, it hasn't been a fun time. But, can't say know. it's easy. Right. Can't say it's easy. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's not a cakewalk. It's not at all. But, like, it's not impossible to I adjust agree. to it. I agree. You know what I mean? Well, I can't speak for like, I know some grads will move to a whole new city. Mm-hmm. And so that to me seems like it, it would be really difficult, you yeah. know, like to be completely in a new, in a whole new environment where you right. don't know anyone and you have to not only is like you're the first time you're out of school, mm-hmm. like it's a whole different lifestyle, but then also not having a support system and trying to find one. Right. Yeah. Which I, I get that. I get that can be difficult and it's probably really hard for some people, but I feel it's also about the way you look at it. Like, yes, you first move, you're overwhelmed, especially if you're moving for like a job or something or to go to a different school. Like mm. you're like, oh my gosh, like you've done all this moving, all this traveling right. and you get here and you may not know anybody. Right. And so like, I feel like once you get over that hump of kind of, you know, oh, I'm sad. This sucks. Yeah. You kind of have to like pull yourself out of it. And I feel like 
having those really good friends, even though they're not right there with you to support you through that time is really crucial. So then like, you know, they should be supporting you. Like, yes, I may not be there, but like go find other people, like go meet people, like get out of your comfort zone because honestly, that's what you're going to have to do. Like I had to get (laughs) over that once I came to college, I was like, you can't be as introverted as you want to right now if you want to make any type of friends with anybody or meet literally anyone. But yeah, so can't attest to, you know, maybe that's a good question. And maybe this is one of my many plugs that I make during this show. If you were someone who recently moved, whether it be for college or for a new job that you got or whatever life may have taken you to move, Tell us how it's been going or how it's gone with finding new friends. Like, mm-hmm. what was your journey? What would what did that look like for you and where are you now? And my shameless plug always, please email us at chewellredqa at gmail.com. And we would love to read those. Right. Love, I would honestly, because that may happen to literally any of us. Like, you may think like, oh, I'm going to be in this city for X, Y, Z years. And then you get this great opportunity to move somewhere else. Like, I feel like my, at least my first fear is like, oh my gosh, what if I don't know anybody? Yeah. And like rebuilding and restarting like that enough would make me not want to move. But sometimes you have to make those big moves mm-hmm. to better your future, I guess. No, for sure. Moving to Birmingham bettered your future. It sure did. This podcast would not be here if I didn't move to Birmingham in college. Crazy. Crazy how life works. works. We're on the same page, Lana. Literally. Okay, but I know y'all can't see us, but that was not planned whatsoever. Like, it really just happened. Wow. Love to see it. True friendship. That is a true friendship. (laughs) When you basically lived together for five years. Anywho. A new focus. New focus. (laughs) On friendship. So I guess I did kind of mention how she just finally started pursuing her friendships more seriously. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting um, when she talked about prioritizing friendships and how Mm -hmm. it's just not common in our society. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're supposed to be, she says, devoting yourselves to finding a spouse, caring for children. Um, or even really focusing on your job to get this promotion, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. um, friendships and like really pursuing your girlfriends or whatever. Um, it's not, it's not highlighted Mm -hmm. because like everyone keeps saying there's a clock ticking, right? You have to find, yeah, you've got to find your man and settle down before you turn 30 Mm -hmm. so you can have kids and right do all those things and um just like how these women are learning to feel unashamed about how they feel Mm -hmm. they don't want to pursue you know a man or a significant other right now and they're really focusing on um strengthening their friendships right so i think that's really great Yeah, I love how you pointed that out because that was a part that I really loved that she called that out, Mm -hmm. Um, really setting your priorities because I feel like we've been, society's made us think like, oh, like once I have a man, like my priority is my man and my friends come second. Well, why can't they hold equal weight? Because your girls were there before your man was there. You know what I mean? Like they, (laughs) they know you better than he does just on the pure fact that they were there first. So 
if anything, like prioritize them about the same. And like, I think it's really important to know that all of our relationships carry some type of weight mm-hmm. and they have different meanings, meanings and purposes in our lives. And basically friendships are no different. Like I feel like friendships have always been put at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to prioritizing relationships, but like, it's not like that. And I really liked how she said on page 118, in the second paragraph, like giving your friendship weight. Like, honestly, when I read that, I was like, yes, please, we all need to hear it because you have to give it something or else it's not gonna grow. Like it's Mm. just like any other relationship, like it's not gonna go anywhere. Right. Like it is what you put into it. Spending time strengthening our friendships is seen more like a diversion. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you're like led to feel guilty about that time you're spending and putting into a friendship. Right, and I really like the quote on page 119, bottom of paragraph two, where she says, women feel like we're nothing if we're not chosen. Mm. And we are conditioned to think friendships are less important. If something has to slide, it's friendships. Yes, that's exactly what we've been taught. Like all my life, I was like, you know, my friends, yeah, they're great to have, but at the end of the day, where my man at? Ultimately, ultimately. We've been watching movies where the princess ultimately is trying to get chosen by this man. Like, of course, that's what we think, what we are, we've grown up thinking. Right. And not to say that it's bad to want to be chosen or anything like that. Like if, if your dream is really to be married and have kids one day and like, that's what you want to focus on, girl, do you think? Right. That, and that's just how you want to live your life. And that is totally fine. Mm-hmm. But for someone like me, it's like, yes, one day, obviously, I want to be married and have kids and do the whole family thing. But that doesn't mean I want to give up my friendships in the pursuit of that. Yeah. Like they. Is my, it worth it? Right. It's not to me because my friends have gotten me way through like so many things mm-hmm. that why would I just give them up all of a sudden? Because just because you get married and have kids doesn't mean you're not going to be going through other things. For like sure. you need that support system still, you know? For sure. For sure. So, and another thing I pointed out on 119 was friends wanting the best for you when it comes to relationships. Um, Cause it talked, well, who is, what's her name? Julia Chang. She tells us the story of Julia Chang. She's in her early forties. She works for a financial planning company and she's one of the few single women in her group of friends, which in college, this real life happened to me, which is why I connected so much with her. Cause it was like, everyone was either talking to somebody, had a boyfriend or like whatever. And I was the one single friend in the whole group, which like y'all never made me feel that way. It's just, it, that's just facts. <laughs> the um, end of the day. Right. Um, and she said, and it is, so she says she's early 40s working for a financial planning company and is one of the few single women in her friends groups. Um, and she says that sometimes her girlfriends assume that she won't be happy until she gets what they have mm. a spouse and, in most of their cases, children. And she talks about how she never really brings it up because she never wants to talk about guys or anything like that unless they ask first because it's just like, all you're going to tell me is like, why don't you have a man and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And people love to say, oh, it'll happen for you or, you know, like slightly demeaning things. Right. That it's like, okay, um, I didn't realize I was behind. Right. And she kind of talks about how, like, how she really, like, she's not ready yet. And like, you really have to be in a good space, I feel 
to want those things because it is a huge it's a huge deal not going to downgrade it at all because she even says the thought of having to see someone every day it stresses me out which is like relatable totally um so she's like so i want it but i don't like not right now and like everyone has their own time everyone has their own timeline like i remember when i used to say i wanted to be married by the time that i was 22 and have kids by the time that i was 24 like you said now that. that right now that i am 22 i'm like mm, ah. no absolutely not i can't even imagine i can't i really cannot <laughs> but i wanted to talk about one of my own personal experiences with um someone like julia um, you know, there was a time where I felt very pressured to like whatever guys that my friends threw at me mm. or else I was really the problem, not the guy. Wow. Wow. So it kind of puts that pressure on you like, oh my gosh, like, you know, my friends want the best for me, obviously. And they really think this guy would be me would be a really great fit. But then like, I just didn't feel the same way. And sometimes it felt like, I failed almost and it wasn't until that I like brought it up that they were like oh that is not what we're trying to do like at all like we truly just want to see you with the best and like this mm. is someone we thought could make the cut but obviously they did it in your retrospect so like that's on you to make that choice mm-hmm. and not saying that I don't have my own flaws but I also have a standard that I'm not willing to compromise unless it's for the right person. Mm-hmm. And I have, as you know, I have super strong intuitions and I trust my gut because 99% of the time my gut is right. Ladies, listen to your gut. She's probably telling you the right thing to do. Um, so for anyone who hasn't been listening to their gut and needed reassurance to listen, this is your PSA. Woman's intuition, that is not a joke. It's literally not a joke. Like, listen to it. And to all the friends out there like like if you have like if you have friends basically um it is great to want the best for each other but all also always re-emphasize the fact that it's their choice at the end of the day on what they want to do mm-hmm. like don't pressure someone right don't pressure someone to the point where they don't even want to come to you and talk about it anymore because that's what it. they did to julia she didn't even want to talk about guys that she was talking to anymore because they just made her feel so bad about it like don't do that please yeah be like cognizant of the way you're making someone feel right and if you have ever felt like your friends are pressuring you in that way just talk to them like that's what they're there for like if they're making you feel uncomfortable about a topic that you feel like you can't even talk to them about it anymore call them out Mm-hmm. I love when my friends call me out. I'm like, really? Dang, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you look back and you think about all the ways that that issue or whatever has been popping up, you know, in your relationship. And it only gets better from that conversation. Right. Because it's like you may like you may you most of the time they're not doing it maliciously. They really just don't know that it's bothering you. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely something I've had to learn over the years is really um saying something and speaking up for myself um still a work in progress I'm definitely a sensitive um (laughs) sensitive little 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 girl (laughs) and uh yeah so I have to realize that sometimes people aren't used to a more emotional or sensitive anxious person you know they're used to being surrounded by I don't know their usual friend group so speaking up for yourself is something that 
you won't regret at, at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you only get better at it you know right and then if you do speak up for yourself and it doesn't go well then that only shows you more about the relationship the relationship right and like what it's really all about so it could be a wake-up call that you need to wow. hear yeah like there's so much that can come out of that conversation true or it could re-emphasize the fact that like yeah that's my girl yeah you know what i mean i've had times like that where i'm like yeah that's my girl those are those are good <laughs> moments they really are and like my last part of that whole rant i guess is what i'll call it is enjoy being single it is not a crime enjoy it please i am me too girl it's a fun time not saying that you know if something came along i wouldn't have posted it just be- <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait a minute. <laughs> to anyone listening, <laughs> if you look in, <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here, <laughs> but we're happy. We're fa- we're having fun. Okay. <laughs> Period. I'm so weak. Okay. So. Do, 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 do. I'm just so weak at the fact that she said the thought of having to see someone every day stresses her out. I was like, real talk. <laughs> like, honestly. But, you know, I feel like That's once a commitment. you... It is a commitment, commitment. Ooh. But, like, once you find that right person, like, it won't feel like that. So I guess that's kind of like your warning. Like, not your trigger warning. That's not what I wanted to say. But kind of your... Red flag? No, because a red flag is not a good thing. Right. A green flag. Your green flag? If you will. Ah, to go on. To go on, relationship. Right. right. If I can stand seeing you every day and, like, not get tired of you, that means we're going in the right direction. I agree with that one. Yeah. Seeing how you travel also, that's a, Oof. a, Oof. Good, a good way to know <laughs> if you can continue. Yes, because you know how I am about trips. They stress everybody out. Honestly, everyone involved gets stressed out. But it's all about how you manage that stress and how you react to that stress. Right. <sighs> okay, that was hot. Well, I did underline this one, the last sentence on page 120 where it says, um, I guess Catherine is the one that was mad. She says she's a little mad because her friend Jennifer texted her to see if she was dating someone. Mm. And didn't ask anything else. Like, that was her whole reason for checking up on this girl, was just to see, like, are you in a relationship? Right, and it's like, that is not what defines me, actually. Right, like, are are you just have to say no, and then that's the end of that? Is it rude? Like, you know, she didn't even, I don't know. She didn't really check up on her. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, how are you doing? You talking to anybody new? How's work? How like it wasn't How like is you your like mom, your dad, <laughs> right. life in general. It's just like, are you dating someone? Right, straight cut to the point. And I think that that's probably something that older women, like maybe women in their later twenties, mm-hmm. probably are really tired of. Yes, I'm sure probably. they get. I'm sure lots they deal with that type of experience all the time. Yeah, no lie. Like I went to a training session at work. And it was this older woman, and she was saying how um, she isn't married, and she's been with the company for however long, and Mm. like a really long time, and how she was okay with that. Like, she was okay not having kids. She was okay not being married. And I was just like, wow, like, it's so cool to see that in this day and age, because I feel like if you would have said that back in the day, it would have been like, oof, spinster life. Like, no one wants that. When it's like now, she's like, 
I'm okay with saying that in public and I am totally happy. Like that doesn't define my happiness. And right. I'm so glad we're moving towards a shift of that. You know yeah. what I mean? No, right. I think we're slower in the South. Like here, people are still getting married very young. Mm. But I think the average in one of these chapters is like now it's like 29 to 32 or something. Right. For people, for people get to get married, which... I mean, that's seven years away, which makes me feel like I got a whole nother little lifetime. Right. Like a piece of a decade. And that's so, <laughs> that makes me feel so relieved. Like, honestly, I can't imagine having to stress myself out trying to get married by 25 when I'm a 22 year old. Right. Like that's not that far. Like it's a lot of pressure. We're saying we're 22, but we turn, we both turned 23 this year. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I was like, no, I'm turning 22 this year. But then no. I was like, I'm not 21. <laughs> you're not. You're not, sis. You are definitely 22 going on 23. Nobody not to freak you out. Nobody cares about you after 21. <laughs> like, forever 21. Like, that's oh not supposed gosh. to be life after 21. No, the whole point, like, it's saying you're forever 21, no matter what age you are. Because you don't want to grow up. Okay, you got right, me right. I don't know. I don't you know. You want to be forever I don't know young. for 21's marketing scheme, but that's what I took away from it. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, I don't know if you wanted to bring anything up, but I've got more. Après vous. That Assume. means after you. Oh. Yes. It sounded like it. Mm-hmm. This is a bilingual uh, podcast. Yes. Not saying I'm fluent at all. We're available. In France now. <laughs> Next episode, I'll speak a little Spanish. Okay. All right. Oh, I thought it was super cool in the second paragraph of page 121. 121? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Brie, Brie, Brie Allen Hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote an essay for New York Magazine's website. And she said, it can be terrifying to make friendship your main support system this or this relationship is chronically underrated and legally non-existent it's scary to rely on people who when it comes down to it may not value you as much as people they're tied to by blood or paperwork Mm. um and i thought that was a pretty real fact of life like she even goes on to say like she knew someone Um, who literally prioritized her relationships. So her priorities were her kid, her partner, her work, her and her friends in that order. So kind of like a pyramid of like importance. Yeah. So you just know going into it, like if I'm going to be your friend, I'm actually at the bottom of your priorities. Yeah, which that kind of hurts. Right. Which I mean... I guess you have friends like that. And I feel like those are the more distant friends where you only see casually sometimes if it so happens. For sure. Um, But then you have those friends who put you at. So I feel like it's all about grouping your friendships. You know what I mean? So So, she's stuck all her friends on the bottom. Right. (laughs) She said, here you are. Best friend or not. Right. You're at the bottom of my list. Right. Do you think that's normal? Do you think that's a thing people do? Do people categorize? And prioritize their relationships. I definitely feel like that is a thing. And I feel like it's a matter. I feel like it's a matter of what you've been through with who. Oh. 
and who you connect on that like you have different connections with people you know Mm -hmm. so whatever connections you have with those people you're automatically going to be closer with them fair and as you grow and develop new relationships like yeah you could get towards that level but you'll always have that person who was there for you during this time of your life like I have a friend who was there for me during a traumatic experience mm-hmm. and you know she's always stuck with me like just because we may not be in the same state anymore we may not be in the same city like I know if I was going through something like about something about that situation like I, I would probably talk to her first mm-hmm. just because she was the one who was there and we're still close to this day mm-hmm. like I could have told you about the same experience that I had mm-hmm. but it won't be like talking to that person who was there in that time does that make sense yes so I feel like you uh, prioritize okay. based on what you've been through with uh, who gotcha. but it does it also doesn't lessen any of your other relationships i see what you're saying you see i'd like to know if that if that's a thing mm. you want to pull a me yeah <laughs> um if you prioritize your relationships let us know at she well read qa at gmail.com yes, ma'am. if you prioritize your relationships is that something that makes it easier for you to come up with like strategy for hanging out with people maybe yeah is that is that good for organization let me know yeah i'd like to know because i mean i feel like i don't do that like i don't i just kind of see what what comes and what feels right but right maybe there is a more strategic way to do this mm. i'd like to know if i can make this whole thing more efficient <laughs> see i don't know i just feel like relationships and friendships are just Oh, well, I shouldn't say relationships and friendships because that's the same thing. But I feel like they're so free flowing mm-hmm. that there might be yes and natural prioritization, but it's not it's not something that I'm gonna write down and be like, all right, this is how I prioritize <laughs> things. This is how things go around here. Where does she fit into my pyramid? Right. Like that's not something that I mean, if there might be, ooh, we're going to get into this um, in the next chapter, but talking about our people and our soulmates and our person. Um, So that's definitely something you guys should stick around for. So what got me on the bottom of 122, it says she makes friendship sound romantic, a notion I like. I think the most solid supported friend alliances are as hard to come by and as heady, heady, heady as any fairy tale love. During my early 30s, I started to tell my friends I loved them, and I did it a lot. On the way home, after a night with a friend, I felt almost the same way I would after a good date with a guy. Intoxicated by how I un- how understood I felt and hopeful for how the relationship might develop even more, it was an unexpected emotional rush, one extremely different from how I'd once felt about my female friends, when they'd been orbiting my life as odds and ends that I'd reach out to occasionally. So what I got from that... I don't know what it sparked something in my brain mm-hmm. to say just because I'd rather hang out with my friends sometimes more than a man does not mean I'm gay. Oh, we took it all the way there. I did because it's happened to me before where it's like, oh, she hangs, all she does is hang out with her girlfriends, and all she does is hang around with a lot of females and blah, 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 blah. She's never been in a relationship before. Hmm, I wonder what that equates to. And it's like, that's not how sexuality works, first of all. And second of all, that doesn't give you the right to judge me on 
sexual preferences, even if I was gay. Right. Even though I'm not. What <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not. Okay, fair. But, 100%, but like, at the same time, like, just because I do certain things like that, like hang out with, like, I would, just because I'd rather go out with you than some random guy I met on some dating app or whatever, or like hang out with you does not mean that I'm trying to start a relationship with you or mm. like a romantic relationship, I should say, mm. because we are in a relationship. We are in a friendship. This is a relationship. You have to nurture it as such. We said that a thousand times already, but right. it's true. Mm. So questioning someone's sexuality purely based on who they choose to spend time with to me is stupid. I agree. Like it, it, it doesn't equate to me. I don't understand why people are out here questioning I don't understand why people are out here questioning someone else's sexuality. Right, like my friends know way more about me than some random guy I've been on a date with or whatever the situation is. Like if I choose to hang out with my friends more than I do to go out on dates, that's on me. But that has nothing to do with my sexuality. Those things don't mix. Yeah, and they're definitely, definitely like one doesn't mean the other right so that was something i read that i was like oof can relate period wow well i thought it was cool how they were saying how intoxicated that um she felt by how understood she felt in the relationship been there like yes i love that feeling Mm -hmm. it's rare but when it happens you know you just instantly click with someone and hit it off um and it just comes so easy and naturally like there's nothing better than that feeling whether it be in a romantic sense or in a non-romantic in a friend (laughs) a a friendly sense platonic platonic i can't think of words today but but yes um i thought that was a really awesome reminder of how emotional even like the beginning of a friendship can be right like that emotional bonding connection that you form with that person like it goes deep a hundred percent and i think that's why like sometimes when you have when you realize you're at the end of a friendship or like you're about to have to end this relationship like Mm. it hurts Mm. because you've already been through so much with this person probably yeah and they just know so much about you to it's like cutting a limb off almost like now i gotta start all over right like no one likes starting no one likes change yeah it's just like throwing away the relationship like thinking about all of the time wasted mm-hmm. it's the same type of thing like you keep saying friendship relationship it's all the same it's all the same um another thing she talked about um was a friendship shopping which uh, i don't remember which page this was on i wish i did 124 Ooh, thank you because i literally underlined <laughs> it and said i would like to try it i'm so weak but i feel like i've done that before like seeing another girl and being like "Ooh, i've got to talk to her she seems super cool mm-hmm. or just like just by the way she well, carries herself right mm-hmm. um you want to surround yourself with like-minded people and sometimes you do have to shop for them quote-unquote shop i liked I liked that because it it makes it seem like an actual thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You may like I've had that feeling where you're like, "Oh, she's she seems like someone I would connect with." Um, you know, I'm really digging her style, whatever it is. Um, but 
it's just kind of like something you think in your head and you're like, okay, like for me at least it's like if something naturally happens, then, you know, I'll approach her, but I'm not going to go out of my way. And this whole shopping situation is like, no, like make that a priority and go get her. Right. I've had, <laughs> I've had many times with my introverted self where I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this happen Ooh. and make it still seem like it was an accident. Oh, but in the whole scary. time in the back, <laughs> I know it sounds a little creepy, but yeah, just because but that's the way they described it here. Right. It's like, sometimes you're just afraid. Like you don't want to make almost the first move and you just got to make the yes, first move yes. happen yourself. But I will say when you get approached, like when you're on the other end of that move, oh that's the best feeling. It really is. And you're never going to be like, uh, excuse me, who are you? Like, why are you talking to me right now? Right. Unless well, you're like a genuine creep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't say it'll never happen. Right. But nine times out of ten, that's you're, probably not. It's a not. huge compliment. Right. It's a huge compliment. Even from the creeps sometimes. Yeah, you know, whatever whatever strokes that ego. <laughs> Creepy or not. Right. And, you know, most people don't want, just want friends to have them. Like, I personally don't just want friends to say I have a bunch of friends. There's a deeper meaning behind them. Do you remember, like, 10 Do years ago? Remember? All of that, yeah. Well, that was many, many years ago, the song. Yes. <laughs> but do you remember when it was like a, a thing to have the most friends on Facebook? Yeah. That was a popularity thing. Yes. It became a popularity thing about having friends. And it's like, okay, but how many of these people do you actually know? I wonder how that changed our generation's perspective on friendships. I do. Hmm. Wow. Because like fake friends, like you're just out here friending people you've seen, talked to once, whatever. Right. And sometimes those can lead to, you know, natural, hey, like da da da, I saw you, blah, 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 blah. And like connection. It mm -hmm. could lead to a connection. It could. It doesn't even have to be a friendship. It could lead to a connection. Mm -hmm. But. But I think when we were doing it, like as like whatever, like 12 year olds or something, it definitely wasn't that type of situation. It wasn't like, hey, I'll probably network with her later on in life. Right. It was like, hey, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to add you because I want my number to go up. Right. And I wonder how much of that still lives on today. So another shameless plug. If you are someone, and we'll keep these ones anonymous. We won't say your name or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If you are someone who are, and be honest, you purely friend people on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever. Oh. Just to get your following count up, but you don't actually know these people. Like, mm. tell us why. Yeah. Tell us if, one, if you still do it, tell us two, why. Mm -hmm. And three, like, kind of what brought you to that? Like, what made you want to do that? Right. Does society know? change change the way you thought about friendship like is is there a study we need to do like let's figure right. it out together right she will read qa at gmail.com uh i know personally like all the people that i follow on instagram except you know those pages where it's like i follow you know like happy hour pages or <laughs> like things that i just like seeing why am i not following those pages <laughs> What am I doing? I don't know, man. It's great. Fashion. That's what I'm out here following. I'm here for the drinks. We all have our things. <laughs> we all have our things. Um, but most of the people that I'm following, it's because I have a genuine interest in. Mm -hmm. There might be a scatter of people where it's like, oh, I met you once. I follow you back. Mm -hmm. But mo I would say for the most of the people that I follow, like it's a genuine following. 
I agree. I agree. But I, I do think that that's changed over time and that my perspective on following someone and things like that have changed as I've grown. Like there was a time where I would follow like anyone I had known or talked to, you know, briefly. Mm-hmm. And honestly, sometimes it's a, it's a name thing for me. Like following someone on social media makes me, it helps me remember that person's name in the weirdest way. Right. Like if I see, sometimes I, <laughs> we were talking to Kim about this the other day. Sometimes I will know someone's Instagram name before I know their actual name or like, remember, be like, you know, there's this person, I know their Instagram name, but I don't know their actual name. Right. Right. Very much a time we're living in. A hundred percent. Are we still talking about the book? Like how did we get so off topic? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I'll start. Um, circling back, circling back from our tangent. I personally love friend dates. You hate to see it, but I can see how our, like in this time that we're living in where everybody's like super techie, super antisocial. Mm-hmm. That so you would have a warm body friend. Yeah. Just somebody like on the back burner, like who is also lonely and um, doesn't mind eating dinner with somebody. Right. That's so sad. She said she doesn't ever want to be this way. So that's why she started going on these friend dates. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I love friend dates because I love, like, I remember when, what movie was it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The photograph was coming out. And even though we still haven't gotten to see it, we were all like, oh, my gosh, like, we've got to make a day to, like, go and, like, watch this movie. But we do it other times, too, where it's like, okay, this movie's coming. Like, you know, we always go watch the Marvel movies. Love the Marvel movies. We're always like, let's go watch this as a group. Because during those times, it's like, yes, you may have been going for that one purpose, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, yeah, I get to see my friend and I get to talk and I get to just chat. And, you know, you start ranting and going on these tangents and you just talk and like I don't know I feel so relaxed after them for sure completely like like every time it's like I needed that right literally like ugh. and then it's always like why don't we hang out more right and then life happens Uh and then that's why we didn't hang out more yeah and then it's time for another friend date (laughs) (laughs) after like two canceled friend dates it's time for another friend date right (laughs) yes um so yes I love friend dates also, ooh, I like this next section where she talks about women versus men's reaction to stress. Oh, this was so interesting. It was because there's literally science behind it. Mm-hmm. Like men are more fight or flight mm-hmm. and we are more, let me flip to the page, tend and befriend. We're so cool. Women are so awesome. We really are. Okay, so I put it in my notes, Kim. If you want to come over here, I have a question for you. You know, it's great having a male audio engineer for a women-based podcast because you kind of get immediate responses and set it on having to wait for people to go to shewellreadqa at (laughs) gmail.com. Wow, you found a way to plug that in that sentence. I would have never thought. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Kim, what do you do when you're stressed? Like, Give me like an example, so to say. So, um, what's something you'd be stressed out about? Okay, job Let's, hunting. I was about to say that, and your car broke down. Ooh, Just and your car add broke that down. on top of whatever you're about to say. Yes. So, what do you do when you're stressed? Uh, to be honest, like when I'm stressed, I guess within that context, like I probably will just like 
kind of shut down and like not mm. my first thing would probably be like not really want to talk to anybody mm. or I would but like I'll kind of just be so closed I'll be like a few select people that I would want to talk to but I'll pretty much like shut everybody out right thank okay. you thank, thank you, you for your input thank you Kim <laughs> as he goes back to his corner <laughs> drags cord back to his laptop <laughs> okay so scientifically wait oh what would what do you do when you're stressed, Lana? What do I do when I'm stressed? I'd I'm like glad to you're know. Asked. <laughs> so step one, get glass. Step two, pour wine. <laughs> step three, call one of my girlfriends to tell them why I'm stressed out. Step four, call another girlfriend to tell her why I'm stressed out. Step five, call third and final girlfriend of why I'm stressed out. Wow. Okay, so you can see two very different reactions to stress. Right. One shut himself out. Himself. Himself. That's what I said. I know. I just want to emphasize it. Okay. Him. <laughs> yes. Himself. <laughs> he shut himself out from everyone. Mm-hmm. But Lana over here reached out immediately. After the wine. First, she had herself a glass of wine. I think Ken, that should be added to <laughs> that your... That definitely should be added to your list of things to do. When str- He's literally writing in his notebook. Because I think alone or not, wine will help. Wine definitely helps. What do I do when I'm stressed? What do you do when you're stressed, Samra? Wow, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Asked myself. (laughs) I like listen to music. Chill. Chill. Mm, Heavy chilling. Right. That and you know what? I'm going to say that I go to the gym too. Mm, I've had heard. I've had heard. LOL. I've heard that She's going. Been hearing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've heard and I've also done mm-hmm. going to the gym when you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. But then I also get sleepy and just want to take a nap. Well, you know, I think napping is probably actually the best thing that you could do when you're stressed. Mm, I don't think so. I think science would say otherwise. <laughs> Fair enough. If it's a fi- if it's a fight or flight situation, sleeping is the opposite <laughs> of what you should do. Exactly. Well, how do you feel about people who cry to, you know, clear the stress? I I think it, I too cry if I'm very, very stressed out. Like a good shower cry. Oof. Lana put me on these shower cries. I'm telling you, a good shower cry whenever you're stressed <laughs> out will literally get everything out. Of, listen, listen, listen. Here's my remedy. A shower cry and a scrub. A good scrub. Ah, Lana and her scrubs. I'm telling you, scrubs, well, specifically from Bath and Body Works. Honestly, Bath and Body Works should sponsor me at this point. <laughs> because a good sugar scrub? Ooh. Oof. Bro. Just, oh. I love a sugar scrub. They are, The aromatherapy sugar scrubs hmm. to just take it to a whole different level. And actually, I got this new... So I'm really bad about moisturizing after the shower, like putting lotion on. Mm-hmm. So I went to Lush one day with Autumn at the summit. Mm-hmm. And because she wanted some hair conditioner thing that they have over there. So I was like, all right, I'll go, but I'm not buying anything. Right. Needless to say, once we got to the register, I was buying something. So it was, but it's this bar that you can use that is like putting on lotion in the shower. And it has changed my life. When I go back to Lush, because I ran out because I used it all. (laughs) It lasted for a good six weeks though. Okay. Uh, I'm going to buy more. Tell me more. Find out the name. Okay, great. And let you know, and yet let you guys know for anyone who's interested, because 
literally I come out the shower like I'm scrub I'm exfoliated and now I'm soft and it feels like I put lotion on and I get in the bed and I put my pillow mist in and it's a great night she's checking all the boxes in the shower yeah she said I'll do it all here why not one trip kind of girl one of the most private places you can be is your shower love the shower Mm, and a good playlist i (laughs) so i have a sad bot playlist that i play when i'm already sad or like stressed out and just like because sometimes i have to force in the the mood to cry exactly i have to force to cry out sometimes because i'm like i just want to cry about this like i just need to cry about this this is another thing alana put me on (laughs) and it just it takes it out of you and you go so much less stress afterwards like yes the stress is probably still there but you feel less <laughs> overwhelmed and then you get a good sleep after oh a good shower cry and a sleep oof i'm telling you bro <laughs> you are so passionate about this because it works <laughs> it sounds so therapeutic it is like people tell you don't cry about it screw it i'm telling you to cry about it i mean crying was put in place for a reason and i think it's to help us through these very sad times difficult times stressful times right especially for people who like don't want to show their emotion go cry in your shower no one's gonna know you cried in the shower see for me though crying is so unexpected Mm. it's hard for me to plan it out like that and that's okay but i i'm i'll get there yeah I'll get there. Don't worry. You will. You will. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Tangent number two. Oh, Probably they called it the sorority two. study. Yeah, the sorority study with the rats. The, the fact rats. that yeah, the fact that they tend and befriend. Yes. Thought um, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I I'm like out here thinking because I I feel like I'm kind of more like Kim when I am stressed. So I don't I don't know. I'm I'm thinking now. Like I call my mom, mm-hmm. and I usually call. Well, no, yeah, I'm, I'm a tend and befriend. Because I'm, I'm already thinking of three people I would call with, like, problems that I have. Right. And, like, my, like, three people. Like, I have friends that I go to for certain things, which I think we all do. Right. And just because I call three friends doesn't mean it's always the same three friends. Yeah. Because I use different friends in different situations that I want to deal with. Like, That's I know point. what advice... Like, if I want certain advice, I know who to go to for it. Like, I know when to come to you about certain advice. I know when to go to Kenzie about certain advice. Like, yeah, I know who to go to. Mm-hmm. Like, you know your go-to people. Yeah. I guess that that's a learned thing. It is a learned thing. Just go through a lot of trauma and you'll have them on speed dial. Right. And it also is like, who's the most available to listen to my problems? I guess that has a lot to do with it. It also has a lot to do with it. <laughs> Um, literally the whole time I was reading this part, I was like, what about your friends? And then, and then. Have you never heard of that song? No. It's by TLC. You have to listen to it. What about your friends? Okay. Yeah, it's a great song. All right, bet. Okay. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. We should make a playlist at this point of all the songs we have to listen to based on reading this book. To be honest. Hmm. Maybe we'll throw that out there to the public. I think that would be great. Stay tuned. All right, but new project. Not saying it's going to happen anytime soon. If you have any suggestions for the playlist, please send them to shewillreadqa at gmail.com. You're picking up, sis. I'm coming through. (laughs) Okay. uh, Then if we flip it, flip it, flip it. If you have something to talk about before 133, I'm always, because that's my next point. Um... I mean, I have a couple things highlighted, but I feel like we've covered a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny that 
throwing her first dinner party was like one of the um like one of the highlights like one of the life one of the um one of the like life events that proves she's an adult oh i'm so weak because i totally i agree with that being like a very adult thing to do yeah like i you know i love hosting yes like it's so much fun but hosting your own dinner party that's when you really made it it is when in the world of adulthood like if you have enough space because mm-hmm. you got it you got it shows you got a table mm. it shows you've got a roof <laughs> right your a, head, place. a place <laughs> shows that you have enough money to buy all that food and then you are adult enough to cook the food right and you've got drinks you're over 21 obviously because you are out here doing adult things like dinner parties right i can't wait to throw my first dinner party once i move out it's gonna feel good yeah it is it's gonna feel like you've really made it think of me when you throw it well you already know you'll be there so you're right anyway whether I invited you or not. I'm just kidding. Awkward. <laughs> um so yeah, so I thought that was that was um that was cool and funny. Uh Kayleen mm-hmm. cracked me up. Relatable uh-huh. content. Um this was that part that I was talking about earlier where I was talking about the median age of the first marriage for women. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. for over 100 years, it hovered around 20 and 22. So that's like a right. long That's time. literally where I got, I want to be married uh, by 22. Well, this ended in the 1980s, Lana, and you were born. Okay, but my parents were in the 80s. Much after that. But my parents were from the 80s. I saw all the stuff from the 80s still. Ew. Okay, so you're saying that that maybe had an impact on you? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Nature versus nurture. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) today it's around 27. So I don't know what I said earlier, but... And you said 29. Okay, it's, it's actually 27. Correction. Yep. Um, But... You know, that's really great. And single women run the world now. We honestly, we are more like percentage wise than married women. And that um, just happened in 2009. So kind of fresh. So fresh and Okay. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, all the single ladies, unmarried women and the rise of an independent nation. That's on my book list now. Mm. Mm-hmm. She talks about it a little bit on 132. Mm-hmm. And on 133. Oh, that's where I'm back. Uh, that's where you are? Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you talking about the um, chosen alternative and urban family? Yes. yes. Did you watch Pose? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You need to watch Pose. I know. I I gotta add it to my list. Bro. It's so good, but they they kind of have similar to what this is, um, like the urban families, chosen families. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who, again, are never going to read this, (laughs) on 133, they talk about chosen families, which comes from the queer, why I can't talk, queer community in the 80s. Mm. And... um, it refers to how gays and lesbians form their own support systems, either because they've been turn o- turned away from their birth families or turned away themselves or because they were not legally allowed to marry or adopt children. Mm-hmm. And then for urban families, 
It's compromised of young, never married city dwellers, both gay and straight, who relied on each other as if they were blood relatives, which can relate. And then you have finally an alternative family, which first began to be prevalent in pop culture in the 90s. And they were meant to resonate with Generation Xers who no longer looked to work for fulfillment or respected authority figures the way their parents had. Instead, what they had was each other, which I feel like in all of these scenarios, like we can all relate. Like, I yes, I have my family, love my family, but I have my chosen, like the people I choose to call my family too. Like, mm. like you are a part of my chosen family and mm -hmm. someone that I choose to like say like, yeah, that's my sister, that's my ride or die. Like you mess with her, you mess with me type deal. Yeah. So I feel like that's super important. And then they talk about how you see that, how even in TV, you've seen that on Seinfeld and Living Single and Friends. Like it's really shown how those people chose to be with one another in like a family type unit. Mm -hmm. And those are the, I feel like the relationships that matter even more than normal ones, just because it's like, Again, they've been with you through a lot of things and like you're choosing to open yourself up to these people into your lives. And so I feel like that's a really strong and important bond to have. I agree, 100%. Primary life relationship. Page 136 is where I saw this. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it because, okay, this is where it says it. It helped me think of friendship as not just a relationship for fun, but a primary life relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, friends can come and go, but if you choose to, you can have this person literally for life. If you really work at it, like, yes, you might fall out every now and then or might disagree on something, but is it worth your friendship at the end of the day? Like, can you evaluate and justify ending a friendship? Right. <laughs> I, I Alana has taught me that that question like that's something that you should always ask yourself because when you're heated you may be like I'm so done with her I can't even believe I was friends with her what am I thinking she's never gonna be a part of my life ever again you know it's over mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the times like the emotions will kind of take over and when Alana will tell me like ask me this question it puts it in perspective like that's a big one like you have to at that point think about this situation like in comparison with this whole relationship right and is this one small moment like enough to justify ending the whole relationship right so just a little shout out to lana thanks um save yourselves guys ask yourself <laughs> this question save yourself okay the next thing i talked about was learning from the wise people older than us because she talked about this girl um, um emily she so she moved to switzerland for work um at a relief organization and she met a trio of women who were 30 years older than her and they immediately opened their group to her and they jokingly called themselves the wrinklies and i was like i want to be a wrinkly when i get older me too that's cute it is because literally the wrinklies basically are there for each other through anything and 
they always say like they they quite okay so she was emily was very focused on kind of you know finding a man she wanted to be married with kids and the Reekleys questioned her and they were like why are you spending all of your time in bars when she said she wanted to have a big career but emily didn't listen and she felt like her life would not start or she felt like her life would start only when she was married and a mother and she says, I did feel like, oh, these old women who were like 50 or something, they're missing out because they never did this other thing. And so then 15 years later, you know, she's married and has a nine month old son who unfortunately gets diagnosed with this disease that makes him pass away before his third birthday. And, you know, after her own friends who she knew through different various stages of life, um, cared for her during her son's illness and everything, she realized what the Wrinkleys had possessed and that she had dismissed. Mm. Like, I know I hear all the time, like, your 20s are your time. Like, go be single, do your thing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm always like, yeah, okay. But like, it's real. Like, it is real because you get to these old age, older ages and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Like, I, why didn't I do these things when I had the chance? You know what I mean? Like, take those risks, take those chances. Right. And we should cherish our friends. But do we truly heed to these warnings that these older generations try to warn us about? I feel like when it comes to any advice, especially like that type of wisdom where it's like, older person to younger person sometimes it's like you know things aren't the same as when you were my true, age so you, you almost disregard whatever they're saying or you I mean you should always take advice with a grain of salt mm -hmm. obviously what they went through is not exactly what you're going through mm -hmm. but I I can relate to this girl's feeling of like finally getting it and feeling like she missed out mm -hmm. because she was too caught up in her own anxieties and worries um even as a 22 year old there are things I look back at and I'm like you know I really shouldn't have been so stressed out during this and I should have kind of let go and enjoyed where I was at instead of wishing to be further along in life right because once you're there you there's know, no going back there's only going forward you're right like time will not stop and if you had just like taken the time to really cherish Sorry, oh you're good really cherish like what you're going through at the time um you can make the most of like every single part of your life which right. which that's what we're all here to do right and so i wanted to read this sentence the bottom of the second paragraph on page 143 she says i had these two friends that were there for me i was sitting by myself i didn't have a partner in the romantic sense and they were there for me they were my friends who function as family anywho so she talks about galentine's day february 13th market calendars i really didn't realize that parks and rec created this holiday I didn't either until reading about Like, I knew they had, you know, the Galentine's Day episodes, but I didn't realize that Parks and Rec started this whole movement about Galentine's Day. Like, I had no clue. Very powerful stuff, Amy Poehler. Right. So what is Galentine's Day, one might ask? 
Um, it's basically a day. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to read the quote that they got from the episode that they first aired Galentine's Day on. And she says, Leslie Note says, oh, it's only the best day of the year. Every, every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home and we just come and kick it breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith's Fair minus the angst plus frittatas. And I, oh God, it made me want to rewatch the show again. Me too. Because, you know, I love Valentine's Day as much as the next gal. And it is really a great time because, you know, like they have like single awareness day. But it's like, you know, during Valentine's Day, as much as I love being single, it sucks. Like watching all these people and all the things that they're doing with their significant others while I'm at home crying in my shower, drinking my wine, calling my friends. <laughs> she just used that sugar scrub. <laughs> right. I just used my sugar scrub trying to make myself feel better. Bro. Valentine's Day is a nice alternative of doing all of that. Right. Right. Uh, and I'm glad Leslie Nope took us. All to a better place. Yes, yes. Where Galentine's Day exists. Right. And also the fact that you don't have to choose was a point, which is on the bottom of page 145, top of 146. She says, the holidays were distinct on purpose. So the show wasn't playing into the usual dichotomy. Shore saw, which Shore is the, is the person who produces um, Parks and Rec, saw on television and in the media in general about feminism. It was always that you have to choose. You have you can be a girl who likes smooshing mm. boys and looking pretty, or you can be a feminist. The idea was that she invented a holiday that didn't replace a different holiday. It was an addition to another holiday. There was one day that she celebrated her female friends for all the wonderful things that they did for her and that she did for them. And the next day you celebrate your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. I love that. I love that idea of like, it's if you don't have to choose mm -hmm. just because you have a boyfriend doesn't exclude you from Valentine's Day. Right. It's a time for all of us to celebrate our girlfriends. Right. Celebrate each other, celebrate our accomplishments, celebrate everything that we want because it is in February, everything that we want to accomplish for the year, celebrate how far we've come already. I remember our Valentine's party was very sentimental because we hadn't seen each other in a while. Mm -hmm. It's one of those friend dates that mm -hmm. I love so much. Yeah. I mean, it's always a good excuse to go and eat with your friends and drink wine and mm. catch up. Yes. You know, those are the types of memories that you do need a good reason to get together for. Right. And another thing, um, kind of my last point for this chapter was just Leslie Nope in general. For those of you who don't watch Parks and Rec, she's very much the friend who knows everything about you, you go to her for advice, she wants nothing but the best for you, she holds you in high regard, she tries to be as optimistic as possible and not pessimistic. And something that I really relate to Leslie Nope is the way that she displays affection, kind of her love language, mm. which is gifts, which shows that you're listening. That's very, I, my, all of my friends can attest that gifts are my love language. It's not me trying to show off like oh I can buy you this and I can buy you this it's really just hey I listened and here you go makes you happy and it makes me happy you know yeah Lana will hit you with that present that you talked about two or three months ago <laughs> and forgot that you even wanted and you'll be like girl how'd you remember I wrote it down and it just makes you feel like the most special person in the world because she was really paying attention you know and that that's the type of 
type of love that's unconditional. Right. And I mean, everybody has their different love language and it's about learning what your friend's love language is. Like my friends have a very good response to the way that I give gifts and show my love language. Not to say that that's the only way I show my love. Like I show when I check up on them and see how everything's going and just little different things that you can do to make them feel like one, you're listening and that you care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. So that was it for me for this chapter. You got anything else? Um, I thought it was pretty great that they talked about how Parks and Rec kind of revolves around Leslie, mm-hmm. um, and Amy. Oh, Amy? Am I, am I tripping? Amy Anne. 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 Oh. Anne. Okay, okay. Between Leslie and Anne's mm-hmm. friendship and how that's actually, like, the forefront of this show, but you, yes. you wouldn't know it, uh, based on, like, the beginning and the way they started. Mm-hmm. They're saying that there was a lot going on. Um, and the government and politics and just in general, a lot of things going on um, in real life that affected the way people perceived the show and how they thought the show would kind of play out. Mm-hmm. And that's just something we're not used to noticing is like the female friendship aspect of a show. It just isn't isn't normally like the thing that you're supposed to focus on. Right. They kind of like slid that in there without mm-hmm. anybody noticing. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, not obviously noticing. So it was it was really nice watching their friendship play out and yes. you kind of like you grew to love their relationship and longing for your Ann Perkins. Right. And so Samara is very much one of my Ann Perkins in life. So can Precious. very much relate. Just watching how Leslie Note would show her love, like Lana said, not only with gifts, but for me was like the way she would compliment her friends. Oh my gosh, it was the funniest thing ever. Funny, creative, like really thoughtful compliments that she would throw in and just, I feel like those are the types of things that make your day Mm -hmm. and just showing how nice it is for women to just support each other on a daily basis in the workplace and in your just personal lives. Right. That's something that Leslie Nope taught me about being a better friend. Right. Eternally grateful for Leslie Nope. We love you, Leslie. Um, and to all of you who haven't watched Parks and Recs, you definitely should. Great show. Love it. It's a great one. Um, and I think that's it for chapter four. Right. On to chapter five next week on our next Well Read Wednesday on another episode of She Well Read. We'll catch you on chapter five. All right. This has been another episode of She Well Read. Let me stop. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube to stay in the loop of all things She Well Read. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to SheWellReadQA at gmail.com. And for any business inquiries, send us an email to SheWellRead at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. And subscribe to us on any platform you listen to podcasts. We love you. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.